0: This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Pods and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. On today's pod, the Sixers go three and two in their first five games, including multiple fourth quarter meltdowns. Embiid's knee continues to be a problem. Ben Simmons is not mentally ready to play yet. Dave gives us his 99 Spurs theory. And finally, we welcome special guest Dane Dillard to the show, who you may know as first name Dane. And you can hear him now. Welcome to the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Nguyen, a.k.a. Nuge. Unfortunately, no June today. Uh, he's not protesting right there. He's just busy. But I am joined by the rest of the squad, including someone who is ready to go full process 2.0. And that is Dave DeBacco.
1: You're on mute.
2: Dave, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha never been i will not be silenced on this matter i've never been more ready for anything process 2.0 baby we'll, we'll we'll uh we'll talk more as this pod goes on
0: we will get to it and last but not least we have very proud season ticket holder jb muller <laughs>
1: <laughs> well if anyone listens <laughs> wants tickets please get them from me and Nuge because we can't we can't find buyers this year
0: it's, it's going to be a bad year. I, I'm i not going to a game until Ben Simmons is traded. That's my stance.
1: Yeah, if only we could sell them. No one wants them on Ticketmaster. What? A, I was so pumped to a, go for StubHub, but this is the worst thing ever.
0: Yeah, StubHub just has, like, such a bigger user base, and who the hell buys anything off of Ticketmaster? Anyway, the Sixers win tonight over the Detroit Pistons, 110-102. to 102. They tried their best to give the game away. They led by 22 points with six minutes left and the Pistons cut it all the way to five points with under a minute left. This seems to be a pattern, Dave. What's going on with the Sixers and their late game execution?
2: Well, the, the tale is all this time. We still have no point guard. I'm happy that Maxi's is at least getting a chance, but he's still, you know, he's um, Doc has him on a leash. Um, Doc Glenn. Excuse me, Glenn has him on a leash. Glenn is the worst coach in the league, in my opinion. He is worse than Brett Brown. And uh yeah, I mean, as long as we, if we're, he's got to like see if Maxie's our starting point guard. Like, we're probably not going to be winning games. You know, it's, it's it's like a process type thing where Maxie's your starting point guard. So, I don't know. I guess I thought. I don't know what I thought. I, this, the writing is, is so on the wall that this was going to be an ugly season. I can't believe any of us had any shred of optimism, but, um, I guess I thought Ben would play. So I thought we'd still be a good regular season team and maybe make a trade. But, you know, as we, as we, I don't want to stray too far off the question, but, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that later, but yeah, I mean, there's still no, we don't have an elite primary ball handler that, you know, can hold a lead and, and, uh, And uh, take the wheel in crunch time, and uh, it shows. It's the same story. Doesn't matter if Brett Brown's the coach. Doesn't matter if Doc Rivers is the coach. They uh, same old, same old issues plaguing this team. No point guard.
0: Yeah, and then with with or without Ben, we just we don't have a closer. JB Uh, Maxi has been nice, but he's kind of shown that he is. He is young, and I don't think he's ready to be the facilitator. You talked about it last pod. He he's kind of a score first mentality. Uh, what are you seeing out there with with Maxi and how this team? You can even start talking about how this team's been throughout their first five games.
1: I mean, just piggybacking off what Dave said, we don't, and what you said, we don't have a true point guard, and we don't have a closer or. And closer kind of insinuates that we're tied and we just, I don't know, down one and we have 10 seconds to score. We definitely need that. But we also don't really have, and this is probably the same player, but someone that just hits a dagger. Like, hey, we're up five. There's a minute. The other team has hope. We need a guy that's just going to drain a three and shut everyone the hell up. Um, like, I, 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 Embiid's phenomenal. I just don't think, like, I think you need to be a dribbler to be in that realm of the capability of being that role. Um, perimeter player.
2: Yeah, like you – He's on the perimeter way too much.
1: Yeah, he's just too slow and he's prone to turnovers, and that shouldn't be his role. Um, yeah. We could give it to him in the post and he could kick it out to whoever this future dagger guy is. Um, but, I mean, we need that and Doc sucks. Like, that's – I, I – I don't think I've seen too many, and granted everyone just seeks out opinions that relate to theirs, it's kind of natural, but like I don't see many people defending Doc. Like, hey, he's this is just falling bounced the wrong way, or blah blah blah. It seems to be a pretty consensus. Like like there was pro Ben and there was anti Ben, certainly. I don't see much pro Doc anymore, which is I mean, sucks because he's we're Seemingly stuck with him for four years. Mm. Um, but, I don't know, we can never get everything right. No.
0: It seems like uh, this is a very horrifying pattern with Doc, and he always has his spats with, like, the player, like, Paul George with the Clippers and them with uh, Chris Paul, and they're always blowing these huge leads now with the Sixers. It's just, like, I I don't think anyone really cares. For I think even when we said it when we hired him, no one really cared for it we just didn't think he'd be this detrimental to our team
2: he was uh, he was an elton hire <laughs> he, was. he was an elton hire and it was i was happy about it at the time because I was like okay we're stuck with tobias harris because of elton so we may as well get the tobias harris whisperer as our coach and that and was now, like it. and he did that that's like there, there's one thing Doc Rivers should be in the in the Hall of Fame someday for his uh, Tobias Harris whispering. It's just uh, he can get Toby to average twenty points, seven rebounds, four assists on fifty percent shooting for a mediocre team. It's just uncanny. Uncanny.
3: Uh, just you
1: know, the, uh, one more thing when we were yeah. hired. it was that like that was the first thing Dave said, and the other was. All right, Ben wasn't listening to Brad. They were too close. Like he's yeah. got to listen to Doc and accountability. If that, yeah, if anything, that seems to have backfired. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, he might hate Doc the most, or yeah. out of anyone who's ever played for him. Exactly. <laughs> um, just to to piggy off, uh, piggyback off of that. It just, I just think you know, we kept hearing accountability for when Doc came. And uh, look what happened with Ben and, you know, kind of brushing him off and everything, which we'll get, we'll get to Ben. But uh, to add to your point, JB, about like a scorer that could be like, we just to see someone to like stop the bleeding, something like a, like an old Lou Williams or like a Jordan Clarkson or, you know, someone that's going a basket when Detroit's doing what they're doing versus us in the fourth quarter. And we're just kind of watching them. Um, historically big men aren't really closers. And so for when them to try to do it with MB they don't, they're not scared of anyone else. So we saw it today they start doubling him and you know he tries his best. He unfortunately he fortunately hit a, a very nice three to seal the game, but those aren't shots you want MB to take down the stretch but it uh we survived. They tried to give the game away and they failed, but we are now three and two so uh you know, after the first five games, it just, we weren't that excited for the season and they're kind of playing exactly how I thought they'd be playing, like struggling, their offense looks sloppy, Um, just failing to create easy shots. I think I saw a stat like they're dead last and like the quality of their shots. And that's like what you guys said, not having a true point guard. So uh, what I do want to ask you guys is, This is only game five out of 82. Did you guys hear Ramona Shelbourne on ESPN talking about Embiid's knee?
1: I read about it.
0: (laughs) Pretty much said that Embiid could not walk for two days after playing in the season opener. And he's played in every game since. Guys, why is Embiid playing? It's a good question.
1: Shouldn't be. I just honestly feel like we could give him three years off <laughs> and the first game he comes back, it's gonna be the same story. Like I, I just think he's just like this is his career. Sometimes I think it's a little embellished to like make him feel like a hero, like his limping and grabbing shit. And I don't know. I kind of think it's funny, but he's he's never gonna be Iron Man. Like this is just it.
2: We gotta get this so is it lucky. No, it's not it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to be so lucky, so lucky.
0: I hope that's the case, J.B. I hope he's just—I hope he uh, is—you know—being a little dramatic because five games in the season, it's like he's been a game-time decision for like the last four games. It's like, dude, just sit out, especially the how old is he? How old is he? Twenty-seven, I think. He's twenty-seven years
2: old. He's had a recurring uh, fracture, hairline fracture of his navicular bone. He had a fractured back before that in college. He's had a, a. He's torn each one of his menis- menisci. Um, he's broken his face. <laughs> he has—I mean, uh, not, what? Ninety-five percent of seven-two, three-hundred-pound big men are retired at this point when they when they have that injury history. I mean, realistically, how many good years of Embiid do we have left? Three? If we're Cohen says, it, five, Cohen says five. Cohen says five. I, I, we get three more of prime Embiid. I think that's a miracle.
1: Like, how fuck does? Like Javale McGee, the dude still jumps out of it. Isn't he like just as big? And the dude just jumps out of the gym. Like why don't why don't why doesn't Embiid have his ligaments?
0: He's why 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 did they waste the quality ligaments on Javale McGee?
1: Yeah, and there's like a couple of those dudes. Like isn't Jokic like seven foot? Quality ligaments.
0: Yeah.
1: Like he's a seven foot fat dude, and he's never getting hurt. It's just like I don't know. He doesn't move.
2: He doesn't move laterally. He doesn't have lateral agility. Need to. <laughs> I guess. I guess. He just, he just lumbers around.
1: But it just like the, where nude started or where you both started, like the, the questionable designations are one thing. Um, for the first four games or maybe the middle three or whatever, he looked like a, a questionable player. Uh, he looked like they were forcing him out there like tonight. And maybe it's just bias. Cause he had good stats. Like, He didn't look too sluggish um, and it's hopefully not too concerning that like, I, I don't need him to put up Toby stats, like go kick ass against the Pistons and put up two baskets against the Knicks when like it's more important. Um, But we're five games in his body is in one piece for now. Every game, (laughs) game by game.
0: It's, it's just that it's the regular season and you know, I, I didn't have much hope for the season anyway, but it's like, it's the regular season. Why are, it's only game five. Why are you killing yourself? Like, let's get you healthy to the playoffs. You know, we've seen that playoffs. the regular season really doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, but we're talking about Dave, you brought up his prime. Uh, I want to put a pin on that because that's actually going to be a good conversation for uh, a topic we have later. Um, So, guys, I want to start from last week since our last pod. On Thursday, Daryl Morey was on 97.5, the Fanatic, and he had some interesting statements. He said, quote, you're going to think I'm kidding. I'm not. This could take four years. We're in the prime of Joel's career. Prime again. This is not a day-to-day issue. Every day we are going to expect Ben Simmons to be back here or we trade him for a difference maker. So, Morey is doing what? we kind of wanted him to do just to uh, call Ben's bluff and hold on to him till you get, can get maximum value. There's no way this goes four years though. Right.
1: I mean, I feel like we're just with the Sixers news cycle. That's just like so old, like two days after everything <laughs> seems to be repairing with the mental health stuff, um, which is all serious. But like before, the mental health stuff came out and he addressed the team. It was, it was spicy. Like everything Daryl said was like, fuck rich Paul and Ben can do whatever he wants. Like we have all the leverage and I was pumped. Um, but now two days later or, and since then it's like, we are supporting him. He's not getting fined anymore. He's been going to practice. Um, so who knows? Like I, I still lean with Dave's theory, like make everything look better. We're still trying to trade him. He, no parties want him here. Um, in terms of like, we think it's best he moves on, and he definitely wants to move on. But I guess it's better optically. The only way everybody gets what they want out of the situation is if
2: everybody plays nice in the sandbox together. It's the only way they did. There, there's, there's no coincidence that Daryl goes on the radio last week, says all that. Buckle up, this is going to go on for four years. We either, we either expect Ben out there or we trade him for Damian Lillard is basically what he said on the radio. There's no coincidence the next day, Joel and Ben are hugging each other on camera. You know, Tobias is publicly tweeting support and Seth Curry is tweeting support for Ben's mental health. And he's our brother. And, you know, he's going to coincidentally, the one clause in the CBA where he can still get paid is mental health. So he's going to take some time away from the team for his mental health. Not diminishing that. I hope it's nothing serious in that regard, but I don't know. Something smells a little fishy here. The one clause in the CBA that allows him to still get his money and not play is the mental health angle. Mm, mm, I don't know. I don't, want to, I don't want to make any wild accusations and get canceled here, but something yeah. <laughs> doesn't add up to me. So this just seems like a situation where everybody wins temporarily. Ben is away from the team. He's no longer an asshole at practice. He gets his money. He shuts up. He's out of the picture. The media buzz has already died down. It hasn't been as much Ben Simmons chaos. And, um, you know, hopefully the season has started. Teams are off to hot starts. Teams are off to slow starts. Um, you know, maybe the Minnesota is looking pretty good right now. They're three and one, you know, maybe they're convinced that they can, you know, make, make a, make a, make a, make a splash and, and make a run this year. And they, you know, want to trade three picks and three pick swaps for Ben and, you know, who knows something crazy. You never know, but that's probably what we're looking at at this point. I don't know that this is the year. I mean, you never know when a star is going to be available to move. And um, Daryl has clearly said, we're going to stay patient and sit on this until the right opportunity presents itself. We don't know if it's going to be this year or not, but anyway, the long story short, um, the lock of the century, the easiest money in the history of planet earth is Daryl Morey for executive of the year for how he's handled the situation so far with clutch sports. There is no doubt that every executive in the league hates clutch and how they conduct themselves and, and advise players to hold out and be disruptive. And um, I have no doubt that all the, all the GMs in the league are just applauding how Daryl has handled this. And um, I think uh, JB, you're, you're the resident, uh, you're the resident odds guy. You got to find me. Find me somewhere where I can put all my money on Daryl for executive of the year because I think that's the luck of the century.
1: I, I gotta look. Everything mostly all is just player base, but I'll see. I'll see if I can find some offshore ones.
2: It's gotta be out there somewhere.
0: <laughs> guys, we keep going back and forth on Ben Simmons. Uh like as if will he play or will he not play? I think I'm back on the the train that says he's going to play. What do you guys think?
1: for the Sixers uh for the
0: Sixers. Yeah. I, I think eventually he's going to play. I think he's, he's going to play. Right now. I think he is now. I don't know. I, I last, last, last week when we had our pod, it seemed like, all right, this is like over. And now he's addressing the team. He's being open. He said Shams tweeted that um Ben spoke to the team and everyone accepted that they needed to take responsibility, including himself. So everyone had to take responsibility when, everyone knows who caused all this chaos is the one addressing them. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think that was a big step and MB coming out and the hug was probably was for show, but like, I don't think anyone trades for him unless they see him on the court this year and, and B coming out before the Nets game and saying, Hey, like please support Ben. And that might be like preparing the crowd and hopefully they don't boom too bad when he comes back. What do you think?
1: I think that was like the biggest thing I was, I, I didn't think it was at a bar. So we didn't have volume. And I read on Twitter that he said that, uh, before our home opener. And I was like, Oh, like whether it's a facade or not, that was like a pretty, that was a pretty nice or cool or thing to do. I didn't even like think it would be, I didn't even think about that. Um, I think last year, Toby might've done the team intro, but yeah. I could be wrong. That's um, <laughs> I think uh, – I'm jumping back here, but you said – or Shams reported, like, everyone needed to take responsibility, including himself. Like, who's involved in that? Like, okay, Doc made me feel bad about his comments. He has to say I'm sorry. Ben re- responded the wrong way. He has to say I'm sorry. Joel, comments, sorry. Is there anyone else? Like no, who's, I think, medi- I, who's
0: mediating this? I feel, like it, yeah. I feel like it had to be just Joel, Doc, and – and bent like what like what would like toby didn't do anything you know besides go eight for 24 in game seven
1: yeah uh, for all people, <laughs> I, think, I don't know toby and seth and Maxie all seem to be pro simmons right. and not, not the other guys are anti-simmons but
0: what about danny green who just keeps feeling like brutally honest
1: <laughs> yeah his stuff's kind of weird and, and his harrison whatever sanford who's like has to say each tweet like this is not from Danny, or this is not reporting. This is, it's like you've kind of dug yourself a hole here. Anything this guy says can be, can be assumed that it's from Danny, whether that's fair or not. Yeah.
0: Like it was basically Danny Green typing the text. He might as well be ty- like typing the tweet out. Uh, yeah. From him being on his own podcast, like openly talking about how they may proceed without Ben on the team. It's, just- Maybe so maybe he, he's in it too. But it, it seemed like the tweet implied that it was mostly MB, Doc, and Shams. And then we got some sneaky reports like Dave said that Embiid and Ben shared a big hug. So um, who knows? I, I think uh I think we can expect the unexpected because this story keeps getting weirder and weirder. But with all that being said and the discussion about Embiid's prime and his health. What is best for Embiid's prime? Is it holding on the Ben and trying to get the most you can out of him but possibly failing? Or is it, like, let's get someone now. Reg- I, I, obviously, Brog is out the window, but, like, take a loss in the trade but get quality players back, and let's try to get quality players to fight, up, fight in the playoffs with, with Embiid. What do you think is best for Embiid's prime?
1: I didn't really understand that argument, although anything Daryl says, I'm like, yeah, yeah, go, go. Hmm. Like this could take four years. Okay, and Beats 32. So <laughs> what how does that I don't get like the connection between we're in and beats prime, we're gonna let this thing linger for four years. Like, I would say give losing and putting out whatever Brogdon or whoever from the Kings or whoever from the Spurs, like, that's better than no one. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm being short-term focused when Darryl's saying, like, Ben better come back, and I don't know. I think I can I see think
2: both what he's, sides, you know. I think what he's trying to say is that any trade, any, any return that they could get back for Ben right now is not as good as Ben playing. So... Sure. We're either going to, we while Ben's on the team, we expect him to be out there. Or if we're going to move a two-time All-Star Defensive Player of the Year, Swiss Army Knife, it's going to be for Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal. Otherwise, we expect him to be out there because we could get, you know, whoever, Buddy Heald in a couple picks. But that's not going to increase our championship odds more than Ben just playing, which is what he's being paid to do. So I think that's what he's trying to say. It definitely conflicts with the whole it's Embiid's prime. um, And we're not going to waste it. Um, But again, I think he's just kind of like tunnel vision. Like he's, he's either going to play or we're going to move him for somebody better than him. And that, that trade is not, is not presented itself yet. So they expect him to play. Like I think he like absolutely expects him to play or he's just trying to talk it into existence. (laughs) Um, But he's not going to, uh, he's not going to try to get, he's not going to take four quarters back for a dollar. He's, I think he's made that pretty clear Um, because once you do that, once you, once you shoot that bullet, it's gone. And uh, so if he's going to pull the trigger, it's gotta be for the right. It's gotta be for the only return, which is somebody better. That's going to increase our championship odds.
0: I think, uh, that was, that was perfect, Dave. I think, I think of it this way. Um, and talking about Embiid's prime, Daryl's one and only goal is to win a championship. Right. And he, he needs to make this team good enough around Embiid to win a championship. So I think he sees there's two paths. He could hold on to Ben and try to maximize his value and get someone in like a Lillard or a Beal, um, even if we don't think the chance is high, there's a chance going that route as opposed to the deals that are available now, like Dave said, aren't good enough, aren't even better than Ben playing. So in doing that route, he could absolutely kill and beat prime that way. So I think he's taking the, the path that has even the smallest chance of getting an NBA championship. And that's how I see it. Um, but this season, uh, you know how down I am on the Sixers this season. So we're going to have this segue into Dave's uh, – we're going to call it the 99 Spurs Theory. Dave, you want to take the floor and explain?
2: Hold on. Let me get my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> you guys hear that? <laughs> you know what that sound is? What is it?
1: A cat snoring.
2: <laughs> Better than that, J.B. It's the lottery balls, baby. <laughs> the lottery balls. Raise the cat, Joe. Raise the cat. <laughs> Listen, Ben's never playing for us again. He is. He has sabotaged our season. We're, if We're a great regular season team with Ben. Clearly, we're flawed in the playoffs when it matters most. But you put Ben out there right now, we're the best team in the East, just like we were last year. He has sabotaged our season. And Bede already can't walk. He can't fucking walk. It's been five games. We've played Detroit, New Orleans, OKC, and New York. And he can't walk. He's already having knee problems. He's already he did he tore his meniscus last year. He didn't have surgery to repair it. He's already having issues. Shut him the fuck down. Put him on the shelf. Put him in, put him on ice, get him in the Austin Powers cryogenic freezer for one year, preserve it, maybe preserve his prime, get him, just give him a year off, give him a year off. Ben's already taken his own year off. Tank the fucking season. Let's be smart here. We're not winning anything. We're not winning anything with this, with this fucking team. We could barely beat Detroit tonight. Who's probably the worst team in the league. One of the two worst teams in the league. And we had the, we had that put and beat out there who already can't walk at the end of the game. Cause we lost the 22 point lead in the final minutes. This season is is not it. We're not winning anything this season. It's it's a lost cause. So we may as well double down on that. How do you double down on that? You sit Embiid for the year, whatever. He's got to be, you know, give him surgery. Let it go in there and clean up his knee and give him and just and just rehab the whole time and get your body right. Um, Ben's already not playing, so we suck anyway. Let's play the lottery. Let's miss the playoffs. Trade Toby. Toby doesn't fit. He's not a third star. Toby's not a third star in a championship team. Sorry, sorry. He's the best player on a play-in on a play team. That's what Tobias Harris is. He's the best player on a play-in team on a eighth, 7, 8, nine, 10 seed. He is not the third banana on a championship team. Get him out of here. Trade him for cap relief. Go fucking nuclear tank this year, okay? 99 spurs, 99 spurs. David Robinson gets hurt. You're a playoff team that's a bottom feeder for a year. You get lucky. You draft Tim Duncan you're the next 20 years, you win five titles. Not saying we're going to win the lottery and draft the next Tim Duncan, but you never know. If you do it, there's a chance, you know? And if you don't do it, maybe we get like the fifth pick in the draft. It's way better than, it's a way shinier asset than Ben is right now, the fifth pick in the draft, true or false? You're telling me you guys don't want (laughs) to... Are you kidding me? You guys don't want to play the lottery again? This season is ruined. You're telling me you don't want to see maxi... Isaiah Joe, Korkmaz, Matisse, Theibel, and B-Ball Paul playing 40 minutes a night, maybe stealing some wins, growing together, building chemistry, our young pups. That's like better than any process lineup we ever had. I love those guys. I love all those guys just as much as Nerlens and Jeremy Grant and Covington and Isaiah Cannon. Are you kidding me? They're better. They're better than all them. They have to throw the season away. Trade, maybe trade Ben. Maybe they do just get Ben out of here to, to Minnesota for – you know, uh, uh, eight picks, four pick, four unprotected picks and four pick swaps and nobody. Just stockpile the the treasure chest, baby. Give me all those extra picks. Give us our own juicy lottery pick. Give us all our young guys. And then all of a sudden, we can completely re- – maybe we get lucky in a lottery and get a top pick and draft a franchise changer because Embiid's prime is dwindling, so we kind of have to be thinking long-term here. Do we have three years left of Embiid? I don't know. Maybe we're, if we do, we're lucky. Could be less than that, could be worse. Or maybe we have way more assets than we have now, and we can completely remake the team around Embiid this summer and trot out a whole brand new team that actually makes sense around a healthy rest at Embiid and go for it. Maybe we extend his prime to you know another three or four years beyond this year from giving him this year off. I don't know. I, I do know. I-, I feel like that's the only that's our only move right now. That's our only move right now. I don't see what else makes sense for this year. It's already been sabotaged by Ben. May as well double down and, and pull the plug. And... and the third pick in the 2022 NBA draft goes to, could you, oh my God, I need it so bad. It's that's nothing brings me more joy than that. Nothing. I like, I enjoy that shit more than the actual games themselves. I really do.
1: And one, I wish it wasn't rigged. Cause I feel like we would get punished for that. Am silver giving us like the sixth pick and if, even if we have the worst record. I don't uh, think
2: so. I don't think so. I think, uh, I think for the uh, way Daryl has dealt clutches, cancer, clutches, cancer on the <laughs> league. And I think, we, I think we get rewarded for how we've handled this. I really do.
1: Wow. Uh, okay. I mean, overarching watching the lottery Sixers from whatever year to whatever year was so much more enjoyable. So than much. Watching no- a contender, that is inevitably going to let you down. Like, huh? like every year, oh my God, all, it was so fun. Like, There's nothing better mad, than no
2: expectations.
1: Getting mad about winning our 10th game was so much better <laughs> than, <laughs> than crying when we lose on a dagger from Kawhi Leonard. Like, <laughs> Guys,
2: our Twitter banner is Sam Henke in the, in the sky like God over Philadelphia. This is what we do. This is what we live for. This is not the pull the fucking plug. This is not our year. Take a step back and ninety nine Duncan, ninety nine Duncan, baby. Who's coming out this year? I would love to actually be excited to watch the top prospects of college basketball again. I've never paid attention to that since we've been good, and it's been more. I've been more miserable than ever. Are there any prospects coming out this year? I'm about to fire up Tankathon right now.
0: All I know is, um, it's the hope that kills you. And I don't know if I could take getting hopeful again with another process like that. And it's just not working. Out. We had Embiid. Hey, and Ola. we had <laughs> sorry. Sorry, what'd you say?
1: I'm looking at the the mock draft on Tankathon. Uh, oh no, me too. Hey Ola, oh no. Banchero and Chet Holmgren. I'm sure I've seen this guy on Twitter. He's like the seven foot twig. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want six pick. I don't want any of these dudes. Who's Jaden Hardy? He sounds cool. Yeah, he's in the G League, which is interesting. Do, do you
0: guys realize we had Embiid and back-to-back first overall picks? And look where we are right now.
2: Why are the oh – no, my theory. Why are the, why are the top – four of the top five picks power forwards and centers? <laughs> yeah, look at this guy. Look Oof.
1: at my pick, Dave. What am I looking at? The 10th pick in this mock draft. Nikola Jovich. <laughs> yeah, that's such a, what a what? name. <laughs> uh, it's basically his like long lost enemy or something. Oh, None of no. these names in the top ten jump off the page to me. Jaden
2: Hardy does. It's <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> a good name. You need a yeah. good name to succeed in the NBA.
2: Yeah.
0: Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, like cool names. Jaden Hardy. Jalen
1: Hardy, go <laughs> get Embiid. him. All Embiid, Jaylen go
0: get him. Ben Simmons is too boring. That's why he stinks.
1: None of these guys gonna. Uh, hot take. I've done a lot of film watching. Only one of these top ten picks will will ever make an All Star game. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a lot.
2: Pro- it'll probably be like the ninth pick.
1: <laughs> Jayden's Jayden lock of the century. Yeah, I'm. I'm bet fading the careers of all ten players that I've never even seen wear any sort of jersey.
0: Based on their name,
1: based on name,
0: <laughs> Dave, with your uh, with your ninety nine Spurs theory. Uh, when I first heard it, when, when did you introduce this to us? Maybe a week, two weeks ago.
2: I think I I JB. When did I say it in our in the other group chat? I said it like a few weeks ago. I said it before the season started in the other in our other group chat. Yeah, you uh, before the season started. Wow. Yeah, um, I I, I did not on our prediction pod. I think it was a. Uh, I was still. I had some hopium in me at that point. It was shortly shortly after our, our prediction pod is when it, it started to dawn on me that this is going to be a throwaway year. And I think well, I think Daryl knows it. He was never allowed to tank in Houston. Leslie Alexander never let him tank. Yeah, never let him tank. This could be his. Daryl could finally tank.
0: Well, I'm gonna be completely honest. When I, when I first heard this, I thought you were crazy. Hmm. <laughs> but. <laughs> it made sense as I kept thinking about it and I'm feeling completely like, you know how people probably listen to this pod and we mostly agree with each other. I'm going to be honest. We, we do, no, yeah, but we'll like, try. I kept thinking about it and it just kept making more sense, especially, and this is what pushed me over the edge. It's the MB thing. Five games since this is a season. And he's talking about how he can barely walk and like that, like, for what? Like, what, are we, what are we doing? For what? For exactly.
2: What? Sophomore Maxi and Tobias and Hobbled and Beat are not winning anything.
0: There's no chance. There's zero chance. I and mean, what, what do we talk about? There's no chance. What's the point? You know? And so you could shut him down for the rest of the season, make him get the surgery, whatever. I, I, I He didn't get surgery in the offseason, so I don't know if it's still an option or, or what, but like, make him get the surgery, sit him out for the rest of the year, and just reap the benefits because we're not – doing anything i'm so miserable watching them in this first five games like you're you're watching them and you know they have zero shot they have no chance and i think it makes a lot of sense and i think you made you've convinced me you convinced me like that's that's the way to go this season because like i didn't even want to talk about the sixers today i love to i love talking to you guys i had no problem talking to you guys today but like i was like dreading talking about the sixers today and I think that's I think that's the way to go. I, I don't care for the season. Like it's the most it's the most disinterested I've ever been in the season. JB, what do you think? Do you think we should do this?
1: Uh, I'm not ready to commit to a side here because mm-hmm. I mean, at
0: first, at first, it's like you can't just if Embiid's wants to play, you can't you can't just hit him. But he's not healthy.
1: But will he ever be healthy? No. If we tank, a, if we point. sit him for a year and we get Tim Duncan, like. I guess that's the point. We now have Tim Duncan because (laughs) Embiid, like, I don't know. We're never going to have a fully healthy Embiid.
2: Or if we get the the fourth overall pick and um, Lillard, they actually do trade Lillard next summer, or they do trade Brad Beal next summer. Wouldn't you want to have the fourth pick to dangle? It's like – we can do. It's the whole optionality thing. It's like you don't. Maybe you 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 sit there and you take the best player available, and they turn out to be a you know franchise player, and you get lucky. Or that's a juicy asset to dangle in a trade. Way better than any asset we have right now to dangle in a trade.
1: Well, that part's true.
0: I mean, you can make an argument that's just like, okay, if, if Embiid's going to play anyway, like go out there, give it your best shot. And we know things in the NBA can change really quickly. Like, you know, Kyrie from Boston, from Cleveland to Boston happened in a span of like two weeks. Um, maybe Lillard gets frustrated with Portland, who I think has dropped another ugly game. Uh, maybe Beal, who actually I think the Wizards are doing pretty well right now, actually. But it's yeah. been a weird start to the season. It's been a weird start to the season. A lot of good teams losing the bad teams. Um, so, you know, we're talking about the regular season doesn't matter. Maybe you just go out. Embiid's more of a leader. He seems to be more vocal, like JB said. He's the one who gave the uh, the speech at the home opener. So maybe something unfolds for you. Just keep playing hard, and and something becomes available in the NBA. Like things happen all the time. The, you know, the the Celtics big three before that season they were a disaster, and all of a sudden Kevin Garnett becomes available. Look, and they get Ray the, Allen. In the last five years,
2: LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, and I know I'm forgetting a bunch, Jimmy Butler. They've all moved. (laughs) They've all changed teams. Paul George. Can
1: we take Westbrook off that list?
2: (laughs) Uh, At the time, time it was a big big deal. I'm just saying, right there, that's 10 super-duper stars of the last five years that have changed teams. They've changed teams. This is this is the world we live in now. It happens. Every year it's somebody new. And it Damian Lillard is next. He can say he wants to stay there all he wants, but you know, all signs point to the contrary. This is the age we live in now. He's next. Him or Beale, they're not gonna stay there. Lillard's not gonna stay in Portland. Beal's not gonna stay in Washington. And after them it's gonna be Zion, they're gonna start talking. Zion's next. bet like this is just the this is the age we live in, and it's not there's no sign of it slowing down, and we're playing that game. We're going to wait. We're going to sit on our chips, and we're going to push them in when the right guy is there, and uh, that's what Daryl does. He trades for stars. He trades for stars, and he wins trades. That's what he's known for, with the exception of the, the Chris Paul Westbrook trade, which I think that was more of Tillman Furtado, but uh, Tillman for Tito. But, <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about uh, – what do you guys think? I'm going to – you want to switch some segments here soon? Yeah, sure.
1: We're bringing our guests soon.
2: Okay, so we're gonna do a, we're gonna we're gonna do a, another segment of Sixers Therapy. Uh, Nuge, I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the, the rope on that in a second. But first, but first, I want to just give a highlight of uh, Tony DeBacco's hot takes. We have a, a recent one, which not wrong, not wrong. He hasn't been wrong yet, I don't think. But this is from Friday, uh, the Brooklyn game. Uh, Doc blew this game, and I can't stand Joel's game. He thinks he's a shooting guard. That was it. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> Short and sweet. Is he wrong? I mean, Glenn is, Glenn's a buffoon. We all know that. And, uh, yeah, Embiid plays way too much out on the perimeter. Uh, but I think that's because he has to, because we have no one to – set the offense and get it, find him in his spots. Yeah, Right.
0: I think he has to, I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing it for no reason. I don't think he's, he's doing it. He's definitely not doing it because he wants to be a shooting guard. You know, mm-hmm. he's uh the paint gets clogged by, by Toby. Sometimes he's got to give him some space. And also I think it's just easier on his knee, to be honest with you, like mm-hmm. to be in the post for that long in every game it, it could, you know, wear and tear. So maybe he's just trying to alleviate some pressure on his knee.
1: But are we, are we moving the goalpost? Because last year we let him off the hook because we said Ben clogged the paint, so he was forced to do this. Now there's no Ben, and he's still at the three-point line. So, I don't know. Maybe I, – I do think he wants to be – I mean, not like full-time, but I think he's jealous of Point Jokic, and he loves bringing up the ball. When, when the other team scores, he calls for the basket, like when they're, when it's getting inbounded all the time. Um, like, I don't know. I, I think there's a delicate balance between what he's like, how much he's played in the perimeter this year. I don't think he should be the WIP caller, like getting the post every single play. Um, but it seems to be but swinging way too far in the, the guard direction.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, we have our guests of the pod. The intro of the pod. First name, Dane. Dane, how are you? Is it the free? Gas it up, huh? What's going on? <laughs> Dane, welcome to Citrus Group Therapy. We are going to give yeah.
3: you the floor. Say say less, man. Eagles suck and we don't have Dane, man. That's all this <laughs> shit. That's cool. I got some tally pelly. Oh, I
0: Dane. love it. Get it all off your chest. Is anything bothering you about the Sixers? How they're playing the Ben the Ben Simmons situation? Give us a, a state of the union address.
3: Heard, right, right. heard. I'm gonna speak for everybody in Philly. Um, basically, uh, I'll get to everything. You know, Doc sucks. deeds <sighs> Glenn, still still Glenn sucks. Glenn. He's not a do- he's not a real doctor. <laughs> Glenn sucks. <laughs> And beads still turning the ball over in crunch time. There's there's fair Ben criticism and there's unfair Ben criticism. Um I'ma say this. He I I told Dave when we were watching Draft Express videos like five or six years ago. I said, yo, we got light skinned LeBron, man. We're getting light skinned LeBron. And he looked like it in uh summer league. He was hitting those mid-range shots, but um Yeah, that just disappeared suddenly. It's crazy. (laughs) I mean, it's very weird. Uh, I mean, we're right to expect him to keep leveling up, especially around the, you know, in the spotlight of this city where, you know, people expect effort. But, like I said, Glenn sucks. (laughs) (laughs) He's the worst. Glenn sucks. I don't understand. Like, this dude just – can't hold a lead to save his life. is it's wild. Yeah, yeah. It's become the, a, a horrifying pattern.
2: He's the he's good at one thing. He's the Toby whisperer. And what's what's that going to get you? The play a, a playing game, playing tournament. I mean, Toby's your best right. player.
3: Yeah, I mean, you you look at that series like we that was a terrible collapse. You're one seed. That's that's not all on Ben Simmons. You feel me? Of mm-hmm. course, we didn't get great play out of our second guy, but that's a coach, you know, one seed losing to a, what is it, five, five seed, four, five, five, five. like that's, that's on the coach.
1: Oh, so much more than Ben. Like Ben, right. everything points mm-hmm. to him just cause of that one play, like exactly. Doc blew the lineups in game one and two or three or whatever they were. He, I, he should be in jail with that fake credential. <laughs> Doc's, should, Doc's got
2: his, Doc's got his, um his um Gary Heck, fifth grade travel team rotations.
1: <laughs> he's got his,
2: he's got his, uh, his uh, training camp scrimmage rotations in there. The five in five out. It's like, everybody knows it's not, it's not the, you don't have to be like, you know, it doesn't take Greg Popovich to figure out what your, what your, what your game plan is every game. It's like, it doesn't matter who we play. It's the same. The starting lineup starts the game. The bench unit ends the first quarter. The bench unit starts the second quarter and the starters finish the second quarter and it's this it's the same. It doesn't matter what how the game is playing out. It doesn't matter who we're playing. It doesn't matter who's hot, who's not. It's the Match-ups. same. It's the same fifth grade travel team rotations. It's it's crazy. I mean, everyone lo- love to yell at Brett Brown's rotations, but like I don't know. Th- these Doc rotations seem way more cookie cutter and obvious.
0: Uh, at least I mean. Brett adjusted his rotations in the playoffs. You know, in the regular season, they're a batch of crazy, but in the playoffs, he adjusted and, you know, put the ball in Jimmy's hands and everything. Uh, it's unfortunately, it's unfortunate that the way Ben handled the situation and, and clutch sports, that it took all the attention away from Glenn and Toby a little bit. But anyway, Dane, where do we go from here? Um, we don't look great to start the season. beads complaining that he can't walk after games. Have you heard of Dave's uh, ninety nine Spurs theory?
3: Yeah, man, he's going full tinfoil hat. man. Just, <laughs> is dude, that vi- is he- that a
0: viable option?
3: Nah, no not, <laughs> man. He's talking about sacrificing the whole season. Like and that ain't gonna happen. We we we're not gonna we're not still tanking. The process is over. We're trying to you know shoot for the gold. I mean, I don't think that's realistic either, though. Like we exactly. got. I mean, it's so crazy because. Tobias shouldn't be anyone's like number two guy a true contenders number two guy and then and and that's the same said for Ben because he's pigeonholed because he has to be something he's not when they had Jimmy who was that guy Mm -hmm. that goes in and gets the, the the late game bucket goes and gets you a bucket when you need one you know so these expectations are so much higher for these players that aren't necessarily what we want them to be and might not reach that. And it's difficult. It's a difficult situation because fucking the most average guy of all time, old school Chevy put this together. Fucking <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Yes.
2: Dane. I love it. I love it. Just speaking of the, the language of the Sixers group therapy. Beautiful. You know, I'll never forget. We love Jimmy, man. Remember, remember when he hit the game winner against Brooklyn
3: at 702. Yeah, Obi we said, yo, wow, we got so cool it. again in Philly. We did it. We got him. him. He's ours. As soon as, as soon as he got him, it's gone. And just like fucking uh, TO. As soon as, oh, as soon as he <laughs> soon as Philly gets a cool player, it's over. <laughs> just like that. Yeah.
1: Oh, Favorite top five Philly athlete.
3: I will but, tell you but, what, Dave. It's in the cards though. Dame's coming. You know why? Because my name is Dane Dillard. Exactly. His name is Dame Lillard, and we're <laughs> gonna get on the track as soon as he yeah. down. I love I'm gonna take it. him on a, I'm gonna take him on a tour, let him see Liberty Bell and whatnot, and then we are gonna make some music.
2: <laughs> I love it. It's got. Dame I've been Dollar. saying that. For, yeah, I've been saying that forever. That's perfect. It really is crazy. Dane Dillard, yep. Damian Lillard. It's, it's destiny, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's gonna happen. I'm with dude. This is it. If we we had a taste of Jimmy, but Dame is really like, oh man, like I can't think of a. The only better compliment to Embiid is Steph Curry. And then a Damian Lillard is number two and it's a close second. Like he is, they have to get him. They have to do whatever it takes to get him. Um, the season, I'm sorry. Everyone will come around. The, se- the season is over. The season is sabotaged. It was over before it started. Ben, Ben did this to us. This isn't a full blown process. Again, it's one year. It's the 99 Spurs. Ben, Ben pulled our plug Embiid already. Can't walk. Shut it down. Trade Toby for cap relief and whatever else we can get. We go play the lottery. And um, and then all of a sudden, you, you got Maxi, Isaiah Joe, Maz, Matisse Thibault, and Paul Reed playing 40 minutes a night, developing the young players, turning heads. Maybe they win some games. Look at the young guys in Philly. All of a sudden, we got the fourth pick in the draft. We got all these fucking – we traded Ben to Minnesota for four pick swaps and four first-round picks. The treasure trove is reloaded. We can get anyone the fuck we want. We can maybe we get lucky. Maybe we draft the next franchise cornerstone like the '99 Spurs did with Tim Duncan, or maybe we dangle the fourth overall pick in the draft this summer and completely reshape the team around Embiid, a team that makes sense, a team around Daryl's vision. The fourth overall pick in the draft is way shinier of an asset than anything we have now, Diz. So we'll see. Sleep on it.
3: Sleep on Good it. Good show. Good show. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anything? to plug.
3: Oh, you already know. Uh, we just dropped "Whoa" music video. That's just going crazy. We got "Or" music video and lasagna. You know, Dave, mm-hmm. lo- love a good sauce. So we got that. Dave and Joe. <laughs> <Dave. Love you>. Awesome. <laughs> real, like, real quick for y'all giving me the boot. In, uh, in, sixth, <laughs> in, sixth grade, in sixth grade, Nuge was making mixed CDs and giving them out. <laughs> you remember that? Like like burning CDs? Yeah, you were burning CDs. I think you were selling them. (laughs) That's great. Nudes gave me a a mixed CD and it was fire front to back. The only song I can completely remember was on there because it was so fire was was uh, over and over again. Nelly and uh, Tim oh, McGraw. Wow. Oh, that was a hit. That was so a bump. Yep.
1: <laughs>
3: yep. Nuge, you were selling burned CDs out of your
1: locker at VMS? I used to do that.
0: I used to sell burned uh, Xbox 360 games, too. Remember that, Jake?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. dude, That was the time of my life,
3: dude. Nuge had an LLC. Six great. That's
1: so good! Wow, I
0: haven't thought about that in a in a, in a minute. That's that's hilarious.
1: Catch you the limitations, you're safe, Nuge. Yeah,
3: yeah, uh, yeah. I, dude, didn't, I didn't. mean he didn't, it. He didn't report none of them gross earnings. <laughs> <laughs> I was all catch. It, all 12 Dave. All Wait
1: before you leave, Dane, What what's uh? Are you on all the apps? Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff.
3: Yeah, wherever you can find me.
1: You got a website, FirstNameDane.com. Is that it?
3: Yep, FirstNameDane.com. Boom, boom, boom. Bada bang. And you can always I find them. Am- you can always
2: find them at the start of every podcast, the official, the official intro of the yep. Sixers
0: Group Therapy podcast.
3: I am not on meta yet. Tell not Zucker- <laughs> Zuckerberg to get at me. <laughs> <laughs> Dane,
0: we're actually uh, this is all I got for the pod. So we're actually about to close it out. Anything. Anything to say before we go? Trust the process. Go birds. What? That's yeah. the
3: Eagles, man. Fuck them. <laughs> they keep breaking my heart, bro. Fire, Glenn. Uh, uh, yeah, fire. Fire Sirianni. He got his doctorate at University of Phoenix, man. Fucking.
1: <laughs> remember that? Remember that kid in Florida that like faked? There's a meme that still goes around. He's like a young, a young dude who like fake being a gynecologist in Florida, and they had like a yeah. practice running for like months. Like-
3: Doctor Love. Yeah. Love, Doctor yeah. Love, <laughs> yeah. that was his name. Uh,
1: oh that's my
2: Doc, God. that's Glenn, and El- Elton's his, his uh medical assistant.
1: Wait, he got arrested <laughs> again in January of this year, Doctor Love. <laughs> well, Arrested again for fraud, Jesus. No kind of- <laughs> He's had it again.
2: Left <laughs> this guy out of his sights. How do you do oh. it again?
3: <laughs> oh, uh, but nah, yeah, TTP. You know, I love listening. You guys always listen when I come. I appreciate, appreciate you having it. me on. I pre- really appreciate you plugging ga- gas as the intro song. Thank you so much. Love I it. love you guys. Fucking First name Dane, Sixers Group Therapy. My guy, is he the guys. freak? Peace out I'm, everyone. I mean, Please, peace. Have a good night guys. Have a good night guys. Yeah. See you. Okay.